0: Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager here in the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. I'm with Sass. We've talked to him before. Sass, you are a young man that actually were was born in Russia.
1: Yes, I was, yes.
0: Yep, and you uh, you were adopted here in the United States? Yep. In what year were you adopted?
1: Uh, 2006.
0: 2006. Until then, you lived in Russia? Uh, yes. Okay, so you remember your Russian background a little bit anyway. Yeah, how old were you again?
1: Uh, I was eight and a half when I came to America.
0: Eight and a half. Now, is the United States different than Russia in any way?
1: Um, it is so far, but it's, you know, politically, it's changing differently.
0: Okay, but <laughs> but what 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 are the differences? When you you've lived in the United States, you've lived in Russia. I have not lived in Russia. Never even visited there. You know, I look at pictures in National Geographic once in a while, but that's about it. So. Uh, all I know is Russians wear these big furry hats sometimes. intrigue faka yeah you know, whatever they are yeah. <laughs> so um, what what is a big difference between Russia and the United States or what are things that are similar?
1: Well, <clears throat> one thing that is a very two different contrast thing is that one, you have Russia doesn't believe in freedom. you know they are all about authoritative uh, control even in the religious aspect of it. Um, so for instance, Russia has one of the highest atheist population out of the world, um, and because so many people don't believe in God because they're afraid, if they do believe in God, they're going to be persecuted for their faith. And a matter of fact, did you know that Russia has one of the most, um, they smuggle the most Bibles into Russia? Did you know that?
0: Yeah, but let, let me ask you a question on that one. So technically, theoretically, they don't believe in God, but are there a lot of, People that believe in God but just don't say they believe in God? I think so. So it's kind of an underground kind of operation, an underground church or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yep, underground ministry.
0: Because I've had all my life I've known Mm -hmm. people who have smuggled Bibles into Russia. You know, I mean, that's like the thing to do when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know lately because I haven't kept up with it. But I do know that obviously the Bible is God's word. If it gets there, it can spread. And God has the, you know, who knows? what's available in parts of Russia that nobody even knows about Mm -hmm. Um, is Russia now my opinion of like China is they have cameras like everywhere uh, and they're checking out everybody now I don't know again somebody who knows countries or whatever might be saying Dave you're just a guy that lives in northern Wisconsin and you know nothing Uh, granted no problem there uh, but I, the impression I get is that they have all this facial recognition technology and they can see people on the street. They know them. Does Russia use that stuff too?
1: Oh, absolutely. And a matter of fact, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, uh, they tracked down this journalist who spoke against, who spoke out against um, the Russian government. And he was in England. And about five days later, after he fled Russia, uh, they said that he was in a car accident, quote unquote. Yeah. And Because they, they found they found him throughout uh, facial recognition in Russia.
0: Of course. And nobody really knows what happened.
1: Uh, the, I used a car accident because he was only 25 years old and okay. killed his whole family. Yeah. Well, sad.
0: And still nobody really knows, though.
1: I don't think it was a car accident.
0: Yeah, well, you, you can think that. But again, nobody really knows. That's, <laughs> no. That's kind of the whole thing. It's, it's kind of interesting when you look at that. In our country, you do know that in the United States, people seem to disappear at times, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah well
1: yeah. isn't it funny how like I you know you look back at World War two or you even look back at uh for instance in Russia like multiple like back when uh Vladimir Putin was just beginning uh they would come out saying, oh somebody died in a car accident or somebody like you know something bad happened to them or they mysteriously died or committed suicide when there was a bull in the back of the head I think yeah. that's a little bit funny no, it's not funny bro sad yeah.
0: Sad, funny in a sad way. You know, one of the interesting things to me is that sin, mm-hmm. it's the same for everybody everywhere in the world. Yep. In other words, sin affects people who live in Russia, people who live in China, people who live in Ukraine. It affects the people who live in the United States. And sin is sin. Mm-hmm. And sin is something that obviously separates you from everything that's right and good and, and proper. So I don't care what country you're part of, if you're apart from God, there's gonna be a problem. And that's why we're told to go into the whole world and bring the gospel to every creature to help people understand what where there is hope. Um, I was reading an article about uh, uh, millennials, uh, people in their 20s and 30s right now. Are you in your 20s? 23. Yeah, there you go. So you fit my category right now. Oh, so boy. The, the bottom line is, the thing that millennials lack the most right now in life, it seems, is purpose. You know, why are you here? And and I'm telling you, if you don't have a purpose in life, all of a sudden nothing else matters because you don't have a purpose. And if you take God out of the formula, I'm telling you there's no purpose for living because now if you take God out, if there is no God, if everything came into existence by accident in the world, if everything is chance, then you don't have meaning.
1: No. And see, one of the, <clears throat> and, you know, I was in the military, um, and so you saw that big, you saw that huge difference, you know, when, you know, you see young, active people, like, in the military. So I was, so I went in the military, going and become HVAC, so it was just heating and ventilation and cooling, and so then what happened is God had different plans, and so then I failed out of HVAC. Um, and so then during that time of schooling, I got to see a different perspective of people, you know, where you saw people like, for example, EOD people and, uh, people that were looking interesting. like, Oh, like this one guy, my roommate, he had electrical, he was electrical. The sad part is that he failed electrical. So he was in the process of, uh, either they gave you two choices of whether to stay in the military or, uh, to, like, get out. So the, he wanted to stay, but the problem is that he couldn't handle Like, he didn't know what to do. And so that purpose, that sense of purpose, was not there, and it was not evident, and it led to him thinking some horrible thoughts.
0: Yeah, you know, it's very interesting because God created us with a very specific purpose. Yeah. And, and when Jesus was asked about life, he said, really, you want to do it right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And you realize that if you don't know God or you don't acknowledge that there is a God, you cannot do either of those things. And therefore, you're never going to live with the intention God made you to live with. The, the problem really, according to Barna, who did the research, the problem that we're seeing with, with millennials is their, their lives are desperate because they've tried to find purpose in something other than the way they were meant to find purpose, and that's in God and in loving one another. So they tried to find purpose in money. They tried to find purpose in a comfort. They've tried to find purpose in power. They've tried to find purpose in whatever, you can fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, and at a very young age by the way, eventually you go, this doesn't work. Now what you have is depression, anxiety, uh, suicide, mind you, other things in life. And when you, you get to that point, you're you're saying, well, I need help. Well, you know, if you want to exclude God from your life, I can't help you. Yeah. So if you come to me and say, I would like you to help me feel better about life and myself, but I don't want you to include God in that, I'd say, well, then I can't help you. You need to go somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> so I want to tell you when you're, when I was overseas and I was paralyzed for four months and in the hospital, in the Japanese hospital, where I didn't understand a single thing. You know, and this is where, you know, as thinking back on it, you know, it's going through MBI and thinking about, man, you know, how awesome is it that I had like you know, I was brought up in a good godly family and I was brought up and the biggest thing that I noticed is that You know, even in my generation, you know, right when they turn 18, a lot of kids are saying, I'm stepping away from my parents and whatever they do, and they go on to their own course. But that course leads them to ungodly decisions and leaves God out of the picture. But when I was in the hospital... And we had visitation from f- 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. Uh, in the Japanese hospital. They have very ru- uh, weird rules, so from
0: different than d- what we're used. Yeah, to. very different. Weird to you, it, fine for them.
1: Yep. yep. And so because of that, um, I you know after they left, I'm like, man, think about how lonely they, it really is, you know. And you have you're in a foreign country where people don't understand you, don't understand them, and they don't understand you, and so. I'm like, imagine if I didn't have God. Imagine how depressing I would be. You know, that's where depression lies. And I'm like, that's why I'm glad that I have a purpose. So I started doing this. I started pulling up my uh, iPhone and and I had Apple Music at that time. And I pulled up the Japanese Bible. And a nurse came in and she started going to tears. And she said, and the only reason I said I looked gave her a weird look. She said that Psalms 45. And she accepted Jesus Christ right there and then. Well, wow. so and that's and see that's see and that's a that's a you know i could have given up easily you know i could have said oh poor me you know and life didn't go as i wanted and i could have gotten depression next you know i could have probably been dead but i had the purpose of ministering to people and that's what kicked off my ministry i remember god loves you and i'll meet you at the finish line podcast yeah and it's more of a minister it's more of a um reaching out and impacting people that uh, are like in those low lives, not low lives. Are in those in low pinnacle. point of life. Yeah. yeah, because the last thing we want to do, and the last thing I want people to do, is g- resorting to suicide. You know, when yeah. God has a plan for them.
0: Yeah, and seeing and that's. But there's hopelessness without God. There's There's no. There's no. I mean, all you're doing when you are are at a point in life where you're saying, you know what, I don't have any meaning. I don't have any purpose. I I I didn't find it in comfort, I didn't find it in money, I didn't find it in sex, I didn't find it in alcohol, I didn't find it in drugs, I didn't find it. So what is my purpose, why am I here? Well, once again, you're gonna exclude God, you don't have one. Some people spend their whole life then saying, okay, the thing I haven't got yet, I'll chase. Because yep. that, that must be where it's at. So you get people who chase power all their life. And they keep saying, if I control the world one day maybe, maybe then I'll be happy, you know, or if I control this company or if I control other people, or I, you know, then they get there and they realize that didn't work. There comes a point where you look back on your life and you say, all those years wasted because I wouldn't acknowledge that there is a God. Mm -hmm. And, And the most basic thing in the world for anybody to do that wants a fulfilling life is to acknowledge that there is a God. And then once again, I go back so many times that people get tired of it, but this is the way it goes because you have to go back to the beginning. I'm holding in my hand as I talk to you a pen, and this pen had a designer, it has a purpose, it has a manufacturer. And for me to believe anything else is absolutely foolhardy. Yeah. So likewise with life, for me to look at life and to say this world and people and the universe came into existence and continues to exist randomly, I think, is foolish, and the byproduct of that is desperation, because now you're living in a world with no meaning, Mm -hmm. and you are an accident, and you might as well say whatever you want, because you're going to be as right as anybody else, because there's no basis for it.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think? So, then my question for you is, because you're an older generation... Um, I'm not calling you old. I mean, uh, I am. So go um, ahead. So <clears throat> what do you think the big shift was? You know, because before like right after world war two, people were so like, they went to church and we were a very God, God fearing country. But then you can see that over history we've gone like, and after world war two, abortion would have never been a topic to brought up or even this, what we're dealing with is like the LGBTQ that those subjects who have never been brought up. Right. But now where did that whole shift change? Cause I don't, I mean, I'm still trying to, where, what do you think caused that shift besides sin?
0: Well, it, sin obviously is the root cause, but the bottom line really is when you won't acknowledge God or you live in sin, you open the door for Satan to get into your life and start messing with your mind. And there is a war going on. Mm-hmm. And the war really is about not understanding what love is in the first place. Yeah, uh, You've been in one of my classes and you know, as we went through the book of Job, we basically talked about. You know, this could be the oldest book in the Bible, and and we're talking about here a story between God and Satan and the battle that they have. They have a battle, and their battle, their war, is really over a few topics. The first thing that they they battle about, obviously, is, is people because people were created to love God. So Satan wants Job to feel unloved or used or manipulated or neglected by God. So he needs to try and use the circumstances of life to get him that way. But it doesn't work because Job actually knows God. And, and so no matter what happens, Job's okay. Yeah. And you look at that and you go, wait a minute, so then what topic did Satan go after Job on? Well, it was the topic of what love is. Because here's what most people think. If God loves me, then my life is akuna matata. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if God loves me, then everything goes my way. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I, everybody likes me. Every, and when it doesn't happen, they go, what the, you know, then God is a God of love. He doesn't give me what I want. Yeah. No, That doesn't work in human relationships. It doesn't work in celestial relationships. Yeah. I mean, God knows what's right. When I was a kid, if you were to feed me chocolate all day, that's what I would eat. Yeah. I had to have some parents say, that's not what you're going to eat. You have to eat this, you have to eat that. And I'm thinking, going, well, if you really love me, I could eat chocolate. Yeah. That's a lame thing to say to a parent.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's and very that's shallow. And also
0: lame to say to God. If, yeah. if you love me, God, you would give me whatever I want, anytime I want. You'll make me comfortable. You'll make me the most powerful person in the world. I'm sorry, that doesn't work. And God is God anyway, regardless of what you want to say about it. Mm-hmm. And so... What happens after time is very typical of every place in the world. I mean, sin opens the door. Satan starts looking at how he can get in, usually through the pride of man, the lust of man, the the desire of the flesh. He gets in that way. And before you know it, people are ignoring God and pursuing their purpose and their life apart from him. And you can watch how nations are totally destroyed because of that. Yeah, because you can't live without God. Because you weren't meant to. You can try. He yeah. allows you for a while, because He's a God who uh, who actually loves you. Yeah. And and once again, you go back to well, why did you give me choice? Think about it for a second, Soss. It, if I came to you and said, uh, look at my robot here that I made,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you look at it, and I go, you know, Sas, I got to tell you something about this robot. This robot loves me.
1: I think you're crazy. Yeah. Or oh. if
0: I came to you, now I use an iPad here in the studio, and if, I, if, if all of a sudden I said, you know, Sas, you know, it's really cool. What's that? This uh, this iPad actually loves me. <laughs> and if you wait long enough, you'll hear it say it. Hmm? So all of a sudden, we're in the middle of the, doing the broadcast here, and all of a sudden you hear my iPad go, Dave, I love you. <laughs> and I go, Sas, see, I told you. I told you, my iPad, man, it loves me. Now, what would you be thinking about me or my iPad, either one?
1: Uh, I would think about calling a psychiatrist.
0: Oh, you would. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't, you know, the iPad. No offense to you. Yeah, I know, but the iPad doesn't have any choice. The iPad is not something that can declare its love to me. It doesn't work because yeah. it's created by me without a choice. Yeah. So that's silly. You find it silly. A five-year-old would find it silly. Yeah. But yet we do that logic to God. We come to God, we say, God, why didn't you make me a robot? God goes, because I told you I love you. And one of the greatest things about love is that you have a choice. Yep. And those that are listening to us today, Sas, if they ignore God, he gives them that choice for now. Yep but they will pay for it. You ignore God, you will struggle in life. You will struggle with meaning, purpose, and once you start struggling with those things, it goes in all kinds of directions. It could be anxiety, depression, whatever it might be.
1: And see, and there was was a moment when I, you know, actually, when I was in high school, and when I get, no, when I was in high school and stuff, and I graduated high school, I thought, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I put i use god as a genie you know this is a, I, I don't think sure. of him, i don't think of him as anymore but um and it was funny because i'm like okay and this kind of correlated with my grandpa you know when he was diagnosed with cancer and i'm like well god if you could if you could make lazarus rise from the dead and if you could raise on the third day why can't you go and heal my grandpa or you know and i feel and i had that kind of distorted thinking about god but here's but here's the thing that here's the kicker so it took me long enough it took me quite some time before I realized that, hey, God is not a genie because my life started going downhill really quick. And so then I'd start getting depressed and i get like really bitter at God. But then I realized, well, maybe he's on his different, it was more of a selfish thinking. You know, I had a selfish thinking and that's, and that's what I kind of concluded to because my grandpa was on a different, different path than I was on. And I was on a different path than he was. And there was a big major age gap. And so, for me to think of that way was kind of putting God as okay, God, you're a genie, and that's it, you know, and you can come out when I tell you, and then all that. But then, if anything bad happens, I'm going to put you in the genie. I'm going to put you in the back closet, and then right. you know, that's and I, you know, personally, I see that in modern day Christians. Yeah, right? well,
0: you know what though, as well, Science, you're pretty normal. Yeah, what you've described is pretty much the same problem that Satan had, and as he met with God. Yeah. Satan wanted to be God. He wants to be God. Here, Here's what reality is. The world, everything that's alive is dependent upon God, not Satan. Yeah. It's dependent upon God. So what you want to do, what unhealthy people want to do, who are sinful people, and that's all of us, eventually we would like the world to revolve around us. Yeah. Okay. In other words, what we're saying is we want to be God. We want to be the one that has the most power, the most importance. And therefore, if the person, we might call him that, that calls himself God doesn't respond to me. Look, the world needs to revolve around me. Mm-hmm. So now we're mad at God because he's actually acting like God because the world actually revolves around him. Yeah. And the universe revolves around. Him. I mean, yeah. so. What we've done is, unfortunately, we've changed places with God, and then we're confused as to why we're so unhappy. Well, we're living outside the context of how we were made. Yeah, you've heard me say this in class so many times. You know, you're made a certain way. So if you wanna, you wanna go live at the bottom of the, of the lake, go ahead.
1: <laughs> but you're gonna die. Yeah, you, you and made you up. might
0: say, "How dare you limit my freedom?" Yeah, really, that's limiting freedom when I tell you not to live at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> Yeah. Now now I'm looking at you thinking, you know, you're not all there. (laughs) Yeah. So, but if we say that in our culture today, people get mad at you. How dare you impose your views on me? Look, there are some things that I, you know, I'm not going to impose on you. Mm -hmm. You want to go live at the bottom of the lake. That is your prerogative. Yeah. However, we'll have to scoop you up and put you in a grave somewhere. Yeah. Because you're not meant to live at the bottom of the lake. Likewise, there are other things in life that you're not meant to do. You wanna jump out of an airplane without a parachute? <laughs> Go ahead, but that's yeah. not gonna be a good end.
1: No, and see, I notice that, <clears throat> and see, I notice as it's becoming more and more, <clears throat> more and more prominent where, you know, in this day and age especially, compared to when you were um, back in, when you are in high school and stuff, and back in your generation, People are like, you come out with these wacky thoughts and like, okay, maybe you need to go see a a doctor, maybe something like that. But then it comes out to now saying, oh, well, we got to accept this. That force of an acceptance. And if you don't, then you're not loving. Like, then you don't love everyone. It's that concept of distorting love. that Well,
0: exactly what we talked about in Job. Yes. You know, I mean, that's what Satan counts on you and I to be um, distorted on. All right. The idea of love. So what he was counting on Job, and I invite our listeners, go read the book of Job. But what he counted on in Job was that Job would say, I have done everything I should and look what God did to me, therefore, God is a bum. That's what he was counting on. It didn't happen. So then he came back to God and said, okay, God, you know, God keeps saying to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And, and and Satan, Job is probably the one guy Satan didn't want to consider. Yeah, he was down there throwing ac- accusations around. Probably everybody else, but not, he didn't want to do Job because Job was a guy who God described as, as he did things upright, he did things right. Yeah. Okay. So Satan doesn't have a whole lot to play with there. Yeah. So he plays with what he has. He tries to say, you know, God, if you if you took away all his kids, all his money, he'll curse you. It didn't happen. So then he comes back for round two, says, well, then, you, you know, you have to make him really suffer. If you make him suffer, he'll curse you. Yeah. And God puts a limit there, but he says, okay, do whatever you want to him, but don't kill him. Yeah. And those Job starts the most miserable time right now in his life. So when you look at that, you realize, okay, Satan was just trying to get somebody to say God is not. My genie in the bottle, or whatever you want to call him, and I'm mad at him now. No, instead, what Job did was basically talk about God has his plans. I don't always know him because, guess what? I'm not God. Yeah. I don't have that perspective. I don't have that understanding, but he's God, and I know who he is. Now, I, I, as I read the book, I'm shouting, almost in my brain anyway, saying, tell Job what's going on Yeah. because it's easier. It is easier to withstand all this stuff if you knew the reason.
1: Yeah. And see, that's <clears throat> see that's the whole biggest thing is that, you know, especially for this past year, you know, um, even to this, you know, while reading through Job and, you know, while going through your class and stuff, with all the health problems I've been going through, I'm like, okay, if I can only just see like a glimpse and say, okay, this is where I can... See, if I can only just see a glimpse of what the path might be, like get ready for a storm, because I never expected to go into the ER like nine different times in the last two months, like in the beginning of school and didn't expect to take this long of a duration of being at home. You know, I never expected that, you know, and I think, and did that stop me from following God and pursuing him even more? No, it caused me to like fight even more, you know, and that's, and see, that's where I give Job's, that's where I kind of, I can't really relate to Job because I haven't, you know, lost my family or lost my kids. But I can relate to him when it comes to the health aspect. Right. You know, because, you know, how can, as a, I'm not perfect, but how can a 23-year-old at that time go and be healthy all of a sudden and then right during chapel, like, you collapse and then for no reason.
0: But you you can relate to Joe because you lost your family. You were adopted. So in that whole picture.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. you,
0: You didn't have family either. No and you are in Russia. You yeah. could still be in Russia. You could you could be work, you know, fighting for the Russian army right now for all I know. The the bottom line really is simple. God is God. Dave is not. Sasa is not. Yeah. God made us and he made us to enjoy him, to love him, and to love one another. So if I am trying to be fulfilled in life doing something that I'm not created to do, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. And that's why when people will come to me and say, I'm miserable, can you help me? It's like, well, tell me about God. And I don't think he exists. And I say, well, that's why you're miserable. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help you then. Well, yeah. I'll go to a counselor who can. Well, I got, yeah, I know. That's how it works. When I come home from a doctor's appointment, often um, I'll complain about what the doctor told me to my wife. Yeah. And she'll look at me knowing that I'm just letting off some steam and... Then eventually she'll quietly say, well, why don't you go find a doctor that'll tell you what you want?
1: (laughs) And sometimes that's a dangerous mind.
0: Well, very dangerous. (laughs) So it's like, you know what? Are you going to go to somebody that can actually help you or are you going to go make this whole thing up Yeah. and you're going to go listen to whoever you want to listen to? And I would tell those that are listening, if you want to be healthy in life and you're ignoring God, you can't be. Mm -hmm. You need to get to the point where you understand there's a God and you're not him and you put your trust in Jesus who paid the price for your sins. And I encourage you to go back in the, the scriptures and go back in history and check out who Jesus is. You're gonna have to do something with him because mm-hmm. he's not just another person. Yeah. So go check it out and realize that if you can respond to God the way you were created to, then your ideas, your hope of having purpose will be Thanks for listening to us today and being a part of our conversation. We're coming to you from the studios here at Silver Birch Ranch. I invite you to go check out silverbirchranch.org and the website on Nicolay Bible Institute. And we look forward to talking to you in the future. Goodbye for now.